cave without it. I'll be there with the hammers of justice. And make no mistake, I will fucking kill you. It's not who I am underneath, but what I do. God, now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Let's dance, bozo. Hello, and welcome to Gotham City Limits, the premier podcast about all things Batman. He is Vengeance, he is the Knight, and I'm M, and that's Autumn. Hi, I'm Autumn. Uh, the first episode, uh, you know, came out, hit the Patreon feed. It's not in the public feed yet, so I don't know what the general public thinks of our podcast. That comes out It'll tomorrow. be in the public feed tomorrow as we record yeah. this. People can get that at exportodd.io slash Batman, right? Yeah, or yeah. exportodd.io slash uh, Gotham City Limits, but come on, typing in slash Batman is more fun. Yeah, if you uh, like the show, please tell your friends. Uh, obviously, word of mouth's good for starting out podcasts or whatever. Um, we're recording this a little early because we have to get a backlog of episodes, which is not typically how uh, I record things. But you're going on vacation, and Batman waits for no one. <laughs> yeah, I'll be out of town for the first week of July, and I didn't. We just started a podcast. I don't want to take a break week like two weeks in. So, yeah. <laughs> um. We have an episode to talk about today, but I want to—I want to tell you, uh, I watched the first four episodes of Gotham today. I was right, I saw I was you tweeting about this. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what can I do that can kill my afternoon? Because I was having a bad day at work, and I was like, I can put on Gotham, and Netflix helpfully has a one and a half times speed option. So I watched the first four episodes of Gotham one half times speed. I, for some reason, I was convinced that show is like a 1930s show. Like it was meant to be old timey, and it is, but it's old timey considering. If Batman was like Batman today, which means it takes place in the mid 90s. I, okay. <laughs> so I also thought this was an old timey show, but in my head, I did translate that to, I think it's in like the 80s or something. Okay. Um, which is not actually like, if you said old timey to me, it's not it. But I did, I did think that was the premise that it was like, you know, 20 years behind now or 30 yeah. years behind now. For some reason, my perception of it was that it was going to be a show that was like, ah, oh, yeah, like, you know, if Batman happened when the comics came out, like, you know, young Bruce Wayne saw his parents killed in the 30s, uh, Peaky Blinders is popular, we made a show like that, but Batman. <laughs> um, No, because then you can't have... I, I assume... Okay, I know nothing about this show, but I assume that it is a CSI. That's what I... So, I assume it is like CSI for super villains. So Jim Gordon comes to Gotham and he's like a war hero. Not, not sure what war he was a hero of. And his dad was uh, like a DA. And so he got this job and he's, he's, he's partnered with Harvey Bullock, who's Donald Logue. I don't know if you've seen anything Donald Logue is in. I really like Terriers. And he's just like, a, he's basically working for the mob as a police officer. He's like the most on the take cop in the world. And Jim Gordon's like, well, I'm the, I'm the good guy. Uh, but he's like, well, you know, you're not going to fix everything overnight. So let's just work together and do the best we can. So they're kind of working together and their CSI guy who shows up every once in a while is Edward Nigma, crime scene investigator. 
Um, no! <laughs> who everybody hates because he's a weird creep who just, like, tells you everything in riddles, but Jim Gordon's willing to play along because he's an empathetic guy. Um, and uh, it's about, like, mob families and, like, the Penguin's, like, an up-and-coming crook in the mob. And um, it's very much like a police thing about the Falcones and the Martonis? Maronis? The other big mob boss family in Gotham City. Yeah, whoever they are. I don't remember either. Yes, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, okay. This is a weird thing to be curious about, but you said that Jim Gordon is a war hero. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know of what war. <laughs> I, I always think of Gordon as a like I, you know I, disaffected. I bet, I, I, I bet it's first Desert Storm. Is what I, I think bet it it's is. first Desert Storm. Yes. I always think of him as like disaffected vietnam guy not war hero is is he like is he like a big military guy is he like a ura like into the military sort of dude in this Have show you ever, did you ever watch arrow yes regrettably okay. his character is basically diggle he's he's okay. the white john diggle that's not how I think of Gordon, but no. like fine. <laughs> no, but you understand <laughs> what I mean? It's like he's the good cop, but he's willing to like play along with the mob guys if if it gets stuff done and everything. Yeah. I um I watched two seasons of Arrow and was miserable the whole time. I love but... Arrow. I haven't finished I I fell <laughs> off at some point because I was watching them all in order, I'd just cycle through all the shows, and I got to season two of Supergirl, just the most miserable shit in the world, and I was like, well, like I've stopped here and I haven't gone forward in years since then. So I loved Arrow. Yeah, I think so... Arrow's like great even when it's uh, even these seasons people didn't like the one with uh Dark, Damien Dark, where he's doing magic shit and everyone's like, We we shoot arrows, we don't know how to deal with magic. Love it. Love that shit. I thought it was <laughs> one of the best shows. I think me now would really enjoy Arrow, but like I don't. I don't think me when uh, the first season of Arrow was on TV. I don't think I was ready for what Arrow was giving me. Arrow, <laughs> which Arrow is, is oh, go ahead. Which is mostly um, Stephen Amell wishing he was in a Batman show and doing a salmon ladder like every commercial break. Yes, it. <laughs> Arrow is the sequel to Angel in a lot of ways, in like tone and oh content. Oh my god! A Angel is also a show that desperately wants to be Batman, but you know they don't have the Batman license. Uh, <laughs> at least Arrow comes by a little more honestly by being about the Green Arrow and not the vampire boyfriend from Buffy. <laughs> I, I like never Angel thought about how Angel is a Batman show, but Angel is a Batman show. Angel is extremely a Batman show. <laughs> Um, we have we have an episode to talk. About. We should probably do that. <laughs> we should. I did not mean to uh, blow this podcast up by um just going on about bullshit. Uh, oh, you know what? I'll I'll say, and this ties into the TV show that we're actually here to talk about. Um, maybe my favorite dumb thing about Arrow is every time they get Mark Hamill to show up as definitely not the Joker. Um. He's totally a different character, um, and just seeing him uh, seeing him do that in live action is a lot of fun. Every time they get that, um, but is yeah, he he's in Arrowverse. Oh, he's the trickster. Yeah, because that's the character he played in the Flash TV show, like the '90s one. Um, and oh, they brought him really? back as that character, like from that universe. Basically, I think that's true. Yeah, 
I just think of him because he's just doing his Joker voice and his Joker laugh the whole time. Um, yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, he he plays the trickster in the 1990 TV series, which predates him being the Joker. Um, huh. And then he was the Joker, and then he they bring him back basically as that character in in Arrow and Flash. Did not know that part. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, I guess we're going to talk about Mark Hamill today because uh, we are watching Christmas of the Joker, the second produced episode of Batman the Series, um, which is a is an episode about the Joker. Would you like to give me a five sentence summary of what the fuck happens in this episode? <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is going to be <laughs> a rough one. I feel. <laughs> um. Batman and Robin are having Christmas dinner, and Robin is trying to convince Batman to watch It's a Wonderful Life. Batman uh, wants to patrol the town, uh, but upon but upon seeing that there's no crime happening, decides to come home and watch TV with Robin. On TV, the Joker... <laughs> You can't blow an entire sentence on this. I just don't think you can get away with the summary if you do this. You're right, because I was going to do... I was going to do The Jokers on TV, and then I was going to do Sentence 4, Hijinks Ensue, but I feel like that's not... This is not in the spirit of a summary, yes. (laughs) Okay, so... On TV, The Joker announces... That he has kidnapped um, Gordon and Bullock and I think Barbara Gordon. I no, cannot remember. This who that is character. this is Summer Gleason, who I don't think we've gotten the name of before, but she's the stand-in for Vicky Vale, who was like a news reporter yeah. and Bruce Wayne's like girlfriend in the seventies comics. She predates that, but the modern version was the seventies comics into the Batman movie. And then she's been replaced with summer Gleason as like a, she's like a TV anchor. I thought Vicki Vale was in this show. She is not in this show. Okay. So the Joker announces that he has kidnapped these three people. Um, and, Batman has until midnight to find him and stop him um, to, like, you know, or they'll die. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> I'm starting sentence four now? I'm yeah, I think so. Four. I think so. Yeah, I've lost all sense of time and the ability <laughs> to count. But yes, I think it's sentence four. I really, I really should have made those first two one sentence, but um, yep. <laughs> it's fine. By the end of this, you'll be really good at five sentence summaries. Is the thing. Um, Batman. Um, Batman tracks the broadcast and goes to where he thinks the Joker is. The Joker derails a train, and they get, but they they stop the train (laughs) and they get to. Where they think the Joker is at Gotham Observatory, but it turns out the Joker had his VPN on this whole time. Um, Sentence five. The Joker not so subtly reveals he's actually at a toy factory. Batman goes to the toy factory, beats some henchmen, and apprehends the Joker and saves the day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And also, at the end, they watch It's a Wonderful Life. 
can't put a parenthetical after you've already put the period. That counts I as did. a sixth sentence. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this, this episode... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I think you and I were about to say the same thing, which is that this episode feels like the actual pilot in a yes. lot of ways. It is contextless and unhinged and like way more cartoony than the show typically is. Uh-huh. Um, and all over the place. It's just a mess, <laughs> but it's like, it's like a, it, it, it's a mess in the way that like, if you told me that the nineties made a cartoon about Batman, this is kind of what I would expect it to be all the time. And it's only distinct in that it's, this show is very much not like this typically. Uh, but it opens with a Joker climbing on a Christmas tree that rockets out of Arkham Asylum <laughs> as he sings the Jingle Bells Batman Smell song. <laughs> and it just, that's like the first three minutes. It just goes downhill from there. <laughs> This also, like, thinking about the animation, this episode just looks weird constantly. Yes. They have, n they have figured out how to animate action. They have not figured out how to animate, like, characters just, like, you know, walking or, like, doing normal things that characters do. And so it looks like a... It, Everybody looks like a Looney Tune constantly yes. in this episode. <laughs> um, this episode is animated by Acom Production, who did like maybe like 10 episodes looking at this list, but they are notable as being dropped as one of the episodes because as one of the animators because they were so unhappy with their work. They will often do very inconsistent episodes. We'll, we'll shout them out when we get to them. Okay. That, that, but yeah, like the really not great animation mixed with. This episode just, like, goes so many places. A train, like, flies off a bridge at one point, and I was like, why does that have anything to do with what we were up to? Other than the Joker's just kind of crazy, and he's just gonna, like, you know, derail trains for no reason. <laughs> yes. It also introduces Robin contextless. Like, when we finally get Robin again, we get a, a Robin origin story that I remember being very good and, like, very considered. But this is like, oh, Robin's here, because you've seen the 60s Batman, right? Like, here we go. Um, yeah. In a lot of ways, this feels like we made a cartoon that tried to marry 60s Batman and the the Tim Burton Batman uh, in a way that just feels weird. It also feels like, okay, we got the green light for the show, and now... The network wants a Christmas episode with Bat or with Robin and the Joker, and it's not going to air for like nine months. But like, let's just get it out of the way, you yeah. know. Um, it's a really also. Um, so we talked in the last episode about um, Alfred sounding weird. Alfred sounds even weirder in this episode, and Robin sounds like they got an intern to do his voice. <laughs> I don't remember him sounding that bad in the future. I'm pretty sure it's just the same actor as Robin. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the same actor because Kevin Conroy also sounds off to me here. Yes. Like, I just feel like everybody's still learning their characters. And yeah, they're going to replace Alfred in like the next episode, I think, or two yeah. episodes from now, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it feels like everybody's still learning their voices. And Robin just sounds really bad to me in this episode. Yes. Um, we do get the Joker fully formed, like mm -hmm. Mark Hamill uh, came out, did exactly what they asked, and has nailed it instantly. Like, he, you know, I want to run down voice actors on the show, and best to start with him as the most iconic voice in the show, I think, in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. to a lot of people. Because um, this is, I feel like this is his, it, and until Star Wars came back, 
I feel like this had started to eclipse Luke as the thing that defines his career. I think so too. Um, which is fair because he's, he's really good and really iconic. Um, it's interesting because like he had done some voice work and like since the seventies because, uh, he ran into the problem where no one wanted to hire Luke Skywalker to be in a movie. Um, but they'll, <laughs> they'll use his voice because he's good at voices. Um, but in this one, he's actually a replacement for Tim Curry, who was hired to be the Joker and was fired for, the, the, the long-running story was that uh, they thought he was too scary, but he said in interviews that he was just fired because he was, like, sick and they needed episodes done, and they were like, well, we'll get someone else, and they got Mark Hamill instead. The idea that we'd huh. get Tim Curry Joker, though, is wild. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of... I don't want... Mark Hamill Joker is, like, iconic, like you just said, and, like, perfect. Like, he does such a great job, and, like, yeah, comes in fully formed, I think. Mm. Um... I do wish there was, like, a pilot episode or, like, a, oh, in, you know, 2004, we did a movie where we actually got Tim Curry in uh, to voice the Joker. Because Tim Curry as the Joker sounds amazing. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, It's interesting because, like, we'll find this with a lot of these. The characters that that are in the movies, like the Joker and Penguin and Catwoman, don't really get introductory episodes because they assume you've seen the movies. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. which will be an ongoing thing because these are meant to be the tie-ins to Batman Returns, a very popular movie with children. Um, so you, you, know, you don't need to know how, who the Joker is. And it's not like intrinsically tied to Jack Nicholson's Joker. But if you want to link the two, they're going to let you, right? Right, right. Like, this feels like a pretty distinct characterization for me. But I see mm-hmm. how you get from Batman 89 to here, for sure. Yes, yeah. Um, I, in this episode, it's like a lot less obvious, but... Um, I think of something like Joker's favor and like, I could see Jack Nicholson Joker doing that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Um, this, uh, this episode is also just like, to me is like, in some ways it is just like the very first Joker story that any, like anybody who's coming into the comics is going to write. They're like, Oh, the Joker kidnapped some people and Batman's got like three hours to save them like it is just kind of very straightforwardly the joker plot that happens Mm -hmm. all the time you know yeah in like really hokey ways like there's a running thing in here that is about how the joker doesn't have a family and that's why he's sad on christmas that feels very like (laughs) super frenzian like the batman emphasizes like the joker doesn't have a family and then later the joker says the same thing or whatever he's like you know i don't have anyone so i had to steal this family to spend christmas with um and it's very strange as a characterization for him. But, like, all over the place, like, I think of the Joker stuff that I, like, that comes with this show um, with, like, you know, everyone in, in clown costumes and stuff. And that doesn't exist in this. He, you know, he has the costume. Like, he has the suit at the end, or the purple suit. But, like, mm. he's just got guys with guns. Like, they're not dressed up like clowns. Uh, there's nothing that is, like, the Joker stuff. Yeah, and I think of so much, like, the guy, like... There, you get so much flavor with, like, the guys who are Joker's henchmen and are into it, and the guys who are just here, like, for the paycheck, um, and just none of that's here. It's just, like, two guys with guns in a room, you know? Um, uh, who, who Robin identifies as snipers, despite the fact they're firing machine guns at them? <laughs> <laughs> Which is very funny. Um, I just have, I just have like a whole rundown of notes of weird shit that happens in this episode that I think is like, 
unhinged separately, uh, like from the like actual plot. <laughs> Please of the story. go for it because this episode is just weird and hard to talk uh, about. You this want me is to run down some of this. Probably my least favorite episode of the entire series, to be honest. <laughs> Did I lose you? Hello. I think I lost you. Boom. Buttons hit. Okay. Let me go to my notes. Um, well, I have notes. Uh, the internet didn't want me to have them because it immediately killed my internet <laughs> yesterday when we were recording the first half of this episode. Um, but we're back and I'm going to read the notes. They can't stop me. I will not be stopped reading my notes. <laughs> Um, so these are mostly just weird things I've noted because this episode, as we said, is weird and, uh, runs at a manic pace. Um, at the beginning, Batman and Robin come down into the Batcave already dressed, which means they're in their costumes when they're in Wayne Manor, which seems <laughs> weird. I don't like it. I was, okay, I was reading, um, I was reading a, like, 70s Batman comic earlier today, um, and there's a mm. scene where, Bruce Wayne walks into a room, realizes he's on his own, and starts taking, like, taking off his suit, but he already has the cowl on, and I was like, where did the cowl come from? Because Bruce Wayne was not wearing this a second ago, and I do kind of enjoy when, like, Bruce is just, like, suddenly Batman in, like, a way that doesn't make sense in the way that, like, you know, Superman could just pull out, open his shirt and be Superman under there. (laughs) I feel like the bat suit is in the cave. It never goes above the cave. That's like key to Batman to me. It, yes, but if you told me uh, Bruce Wayne has very bad work-life balance and just sometimes <laughs> accidentally wears the the uh, suit up above in the manor, and Alfred has to tell mm-hmm. him, "Hey, sir, you're uh, <laughs> you're still wearing the suit," I'd believe that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we also get Batman voice as Bruce, which we don't get a lot of. They move like the right, most of the show is they're very they're basically two separate characters, and Justice League puts the just does Batman voice all the time. So I, it's weird to hear it here because I think of it as a Justice League thing. Yeah, I can't even like I'm sure um, it happens. I can't even think of a time where Bruce is in Justice League. Really, I'm sure it happens. I just can't think of those episodes. Oh, um, there it's the one where. They're hiding from, I think it's all of the, like, Hawkmen, all the Thanagarians, and they go undercover, and he he reveals he knew everyone's secret identity this whole time. Oh, yes. Okay. I was like, I don't know anything about the Thanagarians, and then you said he reveals he knew everybody's secret identity. He's like, I remember this episode. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway. <laughs> My weird encyclopedic knowledge of dumb episodes of these shows. Um... <laughs> Uh, still don't have the grapple gun, which is fun. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to get it eventually. I hope it's soon, because uh, them swinging on batarangs like they're Spider-Man is very funny to me. Well, and they don't really... Um, the animation doesn't really sell that it's swinging. It's just that a rope appears out of Batman, and then he's like kind of like gliding across the cell. Like he's, It doesn't really look like a swinging motion, usually. Yes. Uh, a couple other things. They go to the observatory because uh, they think the broadcast coming from the observatory and it's not. But the observatory is a cannon that attacks them. Why does the observatory have the ability to fire munitions? <laughs> or does the Joker just have an observatory-sized cannon lying around? Uh, I'm sure that he's got the same, like... Um... I'm sure he's got the same subscription to, like, whatever new Acme products come out that Wiley e. Coyote does. And so I absolutely believe that, you know... 
this month's uh, loot crate uh, sent over an observatory-sized cannon, and Joker was like, well, I gotta figure out how to put this in my plans this month. Uh, incredible. Um, <laughs> one note, uh, when they go to the Joker's like actual hideout in the toy factory, which, by the way, ba- ba- Bruce Wayne has an encyclopedic knowledge of every toy released and who made them and what happened to the companies <laughs> that made them, uh, that man's watching a lot of YouTube in the present day. <laughs> Because there is so much stuff that he has to cross-reference with the computer in the first two episodes. Yes. But this, he just had it. He just knew. (laughs) He's got to analyze what a bat screech does, but he does know that this toy is discontinued 10 years ago when the company went out of business, but the warehouse is still around. (laughs) Um, But when they go in there, there's these toy soldiers, um, which I remember mostly from the SNES Batman uh, animated series. I think it's called Batman Adventures game, which had levels based on episodes. And in the Joker level, you fight these big toy soldiers and Joker faces. I've never played this, but people like this game, right? This game's really cool. Um, All the, all the, a lot of the boss fights in Cuphead are just lifted out of this game. Oh, okay. (laughs) It's like a cool, like side scrolling and then like action game with some cool bosses. It's, it's neat. Um, It's probably too hard, but you just put in a code and have a good time. (laughs) I haven't played it since I was a kid, but um, I remember like, better than like, I remember this and uh, the Batman 89 game uh, are like for the NES, I think are like the only Batman games that anybody liked until Arkham started. (laughs) I played Batman Forever, which is a terrible game. That was also on the SNES. Um, I, at one point in my life, I think it was in the lead up to Arkham or maybe right after Arkham came out, I played every PS2 and GameCube Batman game. Um, that was a mistake. <laughs> but I do have thoughts about like, uh, like Batman Vengeance and the Dark Knight video game. Or not Dark Knight, Batman Begins the video game. Um, stuff like that. I definitely I remember uh, renting uh, Rise of Sinzu uh, uh, from Blockbuster. Yes, that's also that's also a very bad video game. Um, very Oof. bad video game. Yes, God. Um, and then there's one other thing here. Oh, two other things actually. Um, there's a bit where Robin checks his watch in the Robin costume by pulling down his glove, revealing that he has like a wristwatch, like a nice one, just under his glove while he's like doing crime fighting. <laughs> I missed this. That's amazing. <laughs> Which is very silly, and I feel like wouldn't be in this show after these first couple episodes is like a thing you do. No, definitely not. <laughs> But uh, it's very funny. And then the end of the episode, they talk about how Gordon gave them the uh, his a recording he had of "It's a Wonderful Life" to watch, <laughs> um, which is very funny because they they reveal in a couple. I don't know when we're gonna get to it, but we'll get to an episode that talks about old television. And Bruce Wayne has to go and get like a sixteen millimeter reel of an old television show from like an archive. But mm-hmm. Jim Gordon just has it on VHS. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But specifically, like, a recorded-off television version, not, like, the VHS of it. This is the Great Ghost episode, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, That's a really good one. Really dorky, but really good. (laughs) Yep. Um, It just, the idea that Jim Gordon's taping It's a Wonderful Life off TV instead of buying the, like, VHS is incredibly funny (laughs) to me. (laughs) I really like uh, uh, Gordon as Batman's normal friend, just, like... The guy who is too invested in the work, but can on some level, like, go home to his uh, daughter and be, like, a normal person. 
<laughs> well, yeah, you know he's like filming because he's like, oh, Barbara might want to watch this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she doesn't want to watch this old man. <laughs> right, yeah. That's a, he has like a wife. He's like a person in a way that like Batman is not because he just goes home and, you know, raises his two children without saying that he's raising children and, you know. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, but that's it. Just a bunch of weird stuff this episode. This episode's like not great, but I have a great time with it because it's such a strange artifact of what this show becomes. Yes, yes. You can. They're still figuring it out, but it always. Anytime I watch this show, it comes so early in like when you're watching it that the fact I don't like this episode very much, it's just like, ah, whatever. I'm just going to have like a fun, stupid time with this episode. And then, you know. In a little while, we'll get to the one where they're doing the laughing fish, and that's going to be great, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Joker's favor will happen to all of us. It's a great <laughs> episode. Um, but yeah, that's, I think that's kind of it. Uh, you know, not a whole lot here. We, we're, we're getting into, like, establishment of villains and stuff next episode, so I'm excited about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is the next episode? I don't remember. Next episode is Nothing to Fear, which is the Scarecrow episode. Okay, okay. When is Which I think you said last episode you were or you were very excited to get to. So yeah, he's a fucking he's a fucking dweeb in these first couple episodes. <laughs> um uh, I, this is also the last uh Clive Revel Alfred episode coming up, so I I do not recall um what his plot is in this episode. Uh only that like Batman is gonna like just completely fucking ruin his life. <laughs> yeah, I I always think of a different Scarecrow episode as the introduction of Scarecrow episode, so I don't remember this one much either. I remember the one about, like, football, and uh, there's a thing with Robin at university, but none of that's happened yet. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google, like, when does Robin, like... I'm not gonna Google this, because I'm not gonna find it, but I want to no, we'll know just, when does we'll Robin get, get like, we'll more featured in this uh, series again, because I cannot remember... It's not for a while. I mean, I think I think Robin's reckoning is like somewhere not too deep into this, which is the big two parter, and then he just kind of hangs around, and then he leaves, and then we don't get the next Robin until um, the show changes, because then they give him. I think they give him Tim Drake, but he has Jason Todd's backstory. I think that's how the, the way they play that one. Right, because at some point this Robin is going to become Nightwing somewhere in the yes. DCAU. I think in this show, yeah, okay, in the show, yeah, he he quits and becomes Nightwing, a really dumb Nightwing that is not cool <laughs> and it sucks, but that's just what happens. This was, um, I remember like being a kid and um, when Nightwing shows up, except I didn't really know who Nightwing was when he showed up, so I was like, yeah, oh, that's just a different character <laughs> because I was, you know, I. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I thought Night. This show made me think Nightwing was like extremely not cool for years and years. And I was, it's the most wrong thing. And we'll, we'll get to it. We'll yeah. Get to it. We'll get to it. Um, but yeah, that probably does it for this episode, I guess. Yeah. Um, like I said, we'll be back next time with nothing to fear. Mm -hmm. Um, do we have plugs? Um, you can find me on Twitter at autumnal underscore coffee. Um, you can listen to all my other podcasts at exportaud.io, such as, um, Ars Arcanum, a podcast where every week we are going through, uh, the books of Brandon Sanderson. Um, we're trying to close out his first novel, which is just garbage, just really unbearable. Um, but soon we will be reading a book that's good. So, <laughs> okay. 
Um, you can find me on Twitter at em underscore being, and you can find my podcast at normalmapping.com. Uh, this podcast uh, can be found at exportaudio slash Batman. Um, you know, if you're li- this episode will be out this week. Uh, the, if you're in the Patreon feed, uh, which is like the 24th, whatever, mm-hmm. um, it'll be out next week. If you're uh, free, uh, please tell your friends, share the free link, encourage them to listen as we release them, because I, I assume you're putting this out today or tomorrow, right? Yeah, Sorry something else. like that. This might take yeah. slightly longer to edit, because I have to stitch together two episodes, but still probably only <laughs> like true. 45 minutes. So, Yeah, Um and it'll be great. Maybe I'll have uh, watched a bunch more Gotham by the time we record the next one. Because I kept watching Gotham since the first half of this podcast was recorded. That's a dumb show. <laughs> I kind of like it. <laughs> I started Arkham Origins since the uh, first half of this podcast was recorded. And one way or the other, I will have more thoughts next time um, yeah, yeah, yeah. we play this. We'll talk about it. So Yeah. All right. That's it. Batman. Batman. Now more than ever. <laughs> But don't expect to like them. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the end.